1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Good morning, Las Vegas. How are we doing today? Oh, baby, I'll tell you what. The road to WrestleMania continues to heat up as we have more fun coming at you from SmackDown. And we've got SmackDown coming to Vegas, too. It's going to be a great weekend here in Las Vegas with that and a ton of other wrestling, of course, including Mecca from Future Stars of Wrestling. Should be a lot of fun. And I'm joined by the guy putting on that show, Joe DeFalco. Joe, what's up? Hey, you know, we got everything uh, in, in place last week. You know, it was daylight savings time, so I kind of slipped through things. That's okay. We get, we got you covered, buddy. It's all good. All good. But, yeah, this is uh, we're getting ready to um, hit the big time here on uh, WrestleMania weekend. But a stop in Vegas. This is pretty exciting to see WWE coming out here with SmackDown a week before the showcase of the Immortals. And, you know, it's it's always interesting to see how a city reacts to a, a big show like that coming to town. And, of course, Joe, like you said, you've got your show set up. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of craziness going on all over Las Vegas all weekend here for pro wrestling. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh you know, WrestleMania week, being that it's in L.A., I see there's a, a lot of companies that we have dealt with and talked with. You know, there's going to be a million shows that weekend, so uh, we're we're doing Mecca 9 the week before. Obviously, next Sunday over at the Silver Nugget, we got Chris Bay and John Morrison and and we got stars from pretty much every major promotion in in the world, whether it's AAA or Ring of Honor or AEW or New Japan Strong, Impact, uh, former WWE guys, you know, whatever it is, we pretty much loaded the show. So hopefully there'll be some people in town uh, for SmackDown on Friday that maybe stick around and, and check out our show, too. Well, why wouldn't you? It's Las Vegas, for God's sake. Stay around. It's going to be a blast. Plus, you know, we got another edition of the Mark Oak Show, too. So, And, of course, uh, I'm going to head down to WrestleMania with a couple of guys from the station. So we'll be doing a special edition of the Mark Oak Show from L.A. coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But I, And I got to tell you, Joe, we have a great guest coming up in hour number two as we are going to be joined by one of the legends of pro wrestling and one of the great tag teams of all time. Bobby Fulton is going to be joining us here from the Fantastics. And, boy, that's going to be a lot of fun to get to talk to Bobby, isn't it? Uh, I hated the Fantastics. I was a Midnight Express guy. <laughs> you hated everybody. I hated the baby faces. And, you know, they were one of the baby faces that uh, Sweet Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton, uh, I used to love to see beat up. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, it, it's funny when you look at the Fantastics and everything that they did, 
you know, people think of that Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express rivalry, but the Fantastics rivalry with the Midnight Express went all the way from world class into Crockett. You know, that that ran off and on for a good five years between those teams. I mean, so, you know, they're, you know, and then actually they did have a few to the year, according to PWI, with the awards in 88. So a, a very deep history between the Fantastics and the Midnight Express. So it's going to be fun to get to talk to Bobby Fulton. And, of course, he's been, he has a promotion he runs out in Ohio as well. And they just had a really just a huge event out there uh, last Saturday. So we'll get to talk to him about that and so much more. It's going to be a blast. So looking forward yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I see his son was wrestling. Yep. His, uh, I believe his son made his debut in that uh, wrestling. Yeah. And, and, and an interesting match there, too. He wrestled uh, Brock Anderson and uh, Ricky Morton's son too, as well. So that's a pretty heck, pretty interesting night, to say the least. But, yeah, big event for them with big-time wrestling. So we'll get to talk to Bobby about everything he's got going on and uh, you know what's been happening with him. Of course, had a big cancer scare a few years ago and all sorts of crazy stuff. So we'll get to speak to Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics coming up in the second hour. So Joe, let's, uh, let's get into that road to WrestleMania because we had a couple steps taken to finally sort. looks like we're going to get that officially get that tag team match here with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as they finally hugged it out listened to the crowd and hugged it out at the end of SmackDown on Friday night. And looks like they'll be challenging the Usos for the tag team titles. We kind of knew that was coming already. Uh, but there's a little little bit of politics going on around this match. If you haven't heard that, there's a real debate going on with within WWE as to what should be the main event of night one. Should it be the, the Charlotte Flair-Rhea Ripley match, which... You know, last year the women kind of got pushed out of that spot, and now they're talking about doing it again. So a lot of people are saying, "Well, you know, you shouldn't push the ladies out again." But, but Joe, I don't know how you don't make that the main event. I really don't. Well, again, uh, the, the politics rears its ugly head. It, it, it's always a reason why it isn't like, "Well, hey, this is the match that we should have." It's like. Oh, they're pushing the women out. And it's like, no, they're, you're making a decision on what the best match is. And, you know, it's weird. You know, the, the all you read about everywhere is about how there's really not been a lot of push on the Charlotte Flair-Rhea Ripley match. You know, she's involved more with Dominic and the Judgment Day stuff. And, and the focus really isn't in on it. And the biggest feud that's going on in professional wrestling is the bloodline and, you know, getting Zayn and Owens on the same page. It's like, sure, let, let the women follow and nobody's going to care. And then they're going to complain about that. So it, it's like there there's no way to win in that situation. It's like you make the best decision and everything isn't based on, Oh, well, you know, there they go again, not not taking care of the women. The Bella Twins, they're quitting because they're not focused on. And it's like, you know, you do need to understand that there's, you know, 40 guys on the main roster and there's 14 women on the main roster. So logistically, it's pretty hard to have seven women matches on a show and three male matches. It just doesn't work that way. And everybody wants to read into everything and, and that it's just Twitter and 
Instagram and Facebook or whatever it is. Everybody has their opinion about everything. And, and I think there's people like that deliberately go on there just to try to stir up crap. And, you know, doing the wrestling, you know, you see things every week. And, you know, uh, another a wrestler that I've used, big name guy, got canceled this week. And then last night I'm looking and two WWE guys that were supposedly nudes leaked. And it's like, oh, are they going to fire these guys? And it's like, oh, my God, like, what is everybody talking about? It's like everybody wants to you know, destroy everything that people have built up in the, in this business. And it's like Charlotte Flair, she's had her WrestleMania main events. Uh, to be honest, I don't care that much about Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. It's like they, they keep putting her in that main position. It's like you want to see fresh matchups, and I guess they've not had matchups, but it's Charlotte Flair in there again, the 25,000-time champion who holds belts for two weeks, and then they, they take it off her. So, you know. Uh, there, there's no doubt that Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn against the Usos should be the main event because I'm pretty sure there's going to be new tag team champions. And that's a big deal because the Usos have held the belts forever. Yeah, and I, I think it would be doing Charlotte and Rhea a disservice by putting them on after that. It just It just seems to me that you've been building the storyline for so long with the, with the bloodline. And now saying Sammy and Kevin, and if you threw them, say, in the middle of the card or if you opened with them, I, everybody would kind of be to a point like, OK, well, this is this is the one we came to see. So what about the rest of this card? You know, why should I care to a point? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some great matches, and I would imagine the Intercontinental title match will probably be on night one, too, and still haven't been announced yet. But, you know, I just I think you'd be doing a disservice to the rest of the the performers by, say, opening with that tag match and letting everybody else just kind of twist in the wind there. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, they didn't seem to care when they had Sheamus and Brian Danielson go nine seconds. So now why why is there such an uproar? Charlotte Flair is a miserable baby face like She's not that well liked as a baby face. She's a far better heel. But because of this storyline, Rhea Ripley's the heel, but more people like Rhea Ripley. When she wins, the crowd's going to go nuts. So it, it's kind of really difficult because of that situation also. It's like, so the baby face should be the heel, and the heel. Even though she is a heel and dastardly, they're loving the stuff that's going on with with Dominic and Ray, and they're in a bad position because the crowd, I'm pretty sure, is going to be behind Rhea Ripley the whole match anyway. You know, I I won't be surprised, and you know, and and it does. It's interesting you bring up the Rhea Ripley situation because you did mention the dichotomy that's going on between she's involved in the in the Judgment Day situation and. Then she's also got this match with with Charlotte too, and it's like two different directions, and that that really seems that's got to be difficult for her and for the creative team to kind of work around that, considering you've got a situation where she's uh, supposed to be a hated heel, but she's actually pretty well liked as a heel, and then you put her in a spot where she's in another situation where she's a heel, but she's kind of not it's 
it's a really weird place for her to be in uh, at this point. I I don't know how you really handle that. Well, they have to let it be, and and that's fine. But just don't put her in the main event. It, it's not deserving of the main event. It's not. It's not. Oh man, they're messing with the women again. It's like. They're, they're going to have a tag title match. They're going to have a singles match. They're going to have another singles match. They're going to be all over the card. It's like, you know, go home on night one with what you need to go home with. You know, if it, if it's Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns on night one, which obviously it won't be because that would be the main event, period. So, you know, if Cody Rhodes is penciled in with Roman Reigns on night two, I'm pretty sure The Rock won't be there. So... What's your next best option? You're not going to do Steve Austin and L.A. Knight, for sure. <laughs> no. So, you know, what are you going to do? Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley? You don't even know if that's happening. Brock Lesnar and Omos? Absolutely not. So, you got to do what's what's best for the card. Does, is In the long run, does it affect how many people are going to watch? No. But you want to end the show on the high note. And the high note is a babyface winning a championship over a heel winning a championship. If you're looking at how you're going home, that you want the crowd to go home happy, and the crowd will go home extremely happy with Owens and Zayn. Yeah, I I would agree 100%. So I I can't see how they cannot make that the main event for night one, but I guess we'll find out. By the way, Joe, do you know when the, the last time a tag team match was the main event at WrestleMania? I don't because I know Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling, so it probably was a very long time. It was a very, very long time ago. As a matter of fact, it was the first WrestleMania with Hogan and Mr. T against the... uh, P- uh, Piper and Orndorff. Yeah. That's the only wow. time a tag team match has ever made event at WrestleMania. So this... <laughs> wow, I, th- I thought it was the Bolsheviks against uh, the Hart Foundation. No, no, Joe. Shame on you for even saying that. That's terrible. But, yeah, so it's been a really long time since a tag team matches headline WrestleMania. It kind of makes sense, obviously. You know, you, your main event should be the World Heavyweight Championship. So it'll be it'll be fun to see if that finally comes to fruition and we get a tag team championship match main eventing a night of WrestleMania coming up. All right. So let's – hey, Joe, I think we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we've got a lot more WrestleMania news, triple threat coming up. And, of course, don't forget, second hour, we are going to hear from one of the tag team legends in the sport, Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics, will be joining us to stick around for that. A jam-packed show here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM. Stick around for the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. 101.5 FM, KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, let's keep this party rolling here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM. We are the talk of I got, Las Vegas. I got an issue. Yeah. Uh-oh. I got an issue. Uh-oh. What's an issue? Where's Why is John Linquist not saying my name anymore? Well, we made some, uh, we changed the open up a little bit, but, you know, we're all good. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. I had to, I had to, I had to make an opening change for a, uh, yeah, don't worry, Joe. You're still here. 
So I, so I get eliminated from it? No, you didn't get eliminated. There's there's work being done. Trust me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Just, you got just to, checking. I, I, I had to, the opener and all this. I had, to, I had to do something real quick, and you know, we're getting other stuff done. So hang in there, buddy. Right. Don't don't panic. You're still you're still Joe DeFalco. We all know this. Oh, I understand that, but you know, yeah, just cut right out. Uh, all forgotten. No, you're I not. Miss one week and I get cut out of the <laughs> no, open. You didn't get cut. Just it, you gotta you gotta trust me, Joe. We're, we're making doing some okay. doing some stuff behind the scenes. All good. All right. All right. Always behind the always behind the scenes. Yes, behind the scenes. All right. So let's get into. The rest of WrestleMania coming up. We had a couple more matches added on here. Hey, we got a Hell in a Cell match. That should be interesting, I guess. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor are going to duke it out again. And, of course, uh, Edge has put on some incredible performances in Hell in a Cell. Um, I don't know if this one's a little late to the party, but uh, still should be a pretty solid match, I would imagine. Uh, Your thoughts on Edge and Finn Balor? Yeah, I guess you know. I, I I thought the feud was over. You know, Edge and, and Edge and, and his girl against Finn and uh, you know Rhea Ripley. But I guess they needed something to do for WrestleMania, and and that's also the issue of two night WrestleManias. Now they're trying to find fourteen, fifteen matches, and there's just not any hype behind them i you know i just remember back in the day you know you'd focus on your two or three matches and again there wasn't any of these super matches so you know go back to wrestlemania 6 12 20 whatever you know you're going to get those mid-card matches but it seems like they did a better job in the past making us at least uh, care about these mid-card matches and right now it's just you look at matches and it's just like Hey, who's excited about Lesnar and Omos? Well, almost nobody. And, <laughs> you know, th- th- it really can be done in one night. And But I guess more money's made if it's in two nights. But there's it, it just looks like an extended version of Monday Night Raw to me. So I don't know. I'm well, old, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know they're trying to do some film matches and I you know I think this will still be a fun match to watch but uh, yeah it's it seemed like that should have been over but you know I guess you got to try to figure out what to do with edge and like, I suppose it made sense but yeah we'll see how that goes but you know once again I think we kind of got to look at you know it's it's still going to be a good performance so I I would imagine well, it'll, yeah, it'll be all right it'll be a good match edge always gives you a good match but it would be nice for you know us to care you know obviously they haven't yet but you know you got dominic and ray coming and you know at at least that's been built up for months so you know the idea is when ray finally gets his hand on the kid you know people are going to care and it's going to be crazy when carrion cross comes in and helps ray and forms the new tag team no there you go that wouldn't be bad uh well we've got a a triple threat match for the Continental title and of course, we were trying to get this settled with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus as uh, they were that five-way match, got down to a two-way match. The boys from Imperium stuck their noses in, and so now Gunther will have to defeat both of them to retain his intercontinental title. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to this one being a one-on-one somehow, but this should be a, a pretty hard-hitting, fun match, to say the least. You get a lot of guys that are... Very physical. 
I think it should be a pretty exciting match, to say the least. Uh, your thoughts on Gunther taking on Drew and Sheamus in the same match for the title? Well, you know, the logic is terrible. It's like, okay, let's interfere, guys. That way I have to now beat two guys after. It makes no sense. But they couldn't do a one-on-one match because if they did, one of them would be left out. And unfortunately, you know, again, bringing up his name, Karrion Cross kind of got lost in the mix. There probably would have been a better opportunity if, if things worked out right with, with Cross and, say, versus Sheamus, which we never saw before. And then Drew could have went one-on-one with Gunther. And uh, unfortunately, Cross kind of got lost in the shuffle. So they needed – there's no doubt Sheamus and Drew McIntyre – of course, are deserving a spot on WrestleMania. And if you chose one over the other, then the other one would be left out. It just bothers me because how many times are Drew and Sheamus, you know, it's the love-hate, 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 but how many times are you going to turn them back and forth to hating each other to loving each other? It, it, it It's just exhausting. It's like... Oh, I can't stand this guy. Oh, wait, we're tag teaming again because we got nothing for him. Oh, they hate each other again. Yeah, so I saw Seamus with a post and, you know, Drew's the backstabber because he's trying to get the shot. And it's just like, again, the three-way match will be excellent, but the build does nothing for me. Yeah, you know, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Cross on WrestleMania. I, I I, I'd love to see him get a match, but you, know, you kind of thought they may have been headed the way to a point of, of him and Ray, but then it looks like it's going to be Dominic and Ray. That still hasn't come to fruition yet. They're still building that, and it's like, well, let's, you know, let's get this announced here pretty shortly. We don't have much time, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what they'll do with if, if Cross is even going to be on the card. I mean, if you're, you know, you're close to him do with they, they FSW. Have the do they have the do they have the battle royal this year? No, there's. Uh, I, they haven't announced a battle royal. They are doing these fatal four way tag team matches. They're calling them the WrestleMania showcases. And was going to get into that. And, We've got uh, we have Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are going to be taking on three other teams. And then there's going to be four men's tag teams in a four way as well. So I'm guessing one of those that will be happening. Uh, they haven't said what night yet. I'm, I would imagine they'll probably split those up. And yeah. is it pre-show matches or no? This will this will be on the main card apparently. So really, yeah, wow. that, that seems horrendous. But uh, <laughs> you know, carrying cross at this point, there, there there's nothing for a carrying cross, a Mad Cat Moss, a Corbin. But the biggest thing is how does Solo Sokoa not get a match on WrestleMania? I haven't heard nothing for him. What's he going to do? Yeah, that is a good question. I, I, He's just going to come out with the bloodline? Like, seriously, this guy's been pushed. No losses. Like, people would be excited for him to have a match against somebody. But who? Yeah. I, yeah, there's, you know, that's the one issue that you have when you have a ton of talent like WWE has trying to figure all that out. And, you know, I mean, that's that's one thing that I'm, you know, and, and you know, to use your expertise here for a minute. When you get so caught in one storyline, because obviously the bloodline really took everything over, and then you know you have Cody uh, coming in there as well. Obviously, he's going to be doing the main event, but you know that's all kind of tied together. The rest of the group seems to have somewhat suffered 
from blood, the bloodline kind of bleeding over into everything, and people kind of forgot about the rest of the roster to a point. And it seems like creative may have slipped up a little bit and forgotten to push some of these other storylines heavily and create everything leading up to WrestleMania. I know a lot of times, you know, we've seen WrestleManias in the past where, you know, I mean, I think last year, I think it's got really thrown together late, but other ones, we've seen a lot of good buildups with the, the undercard. And, and right now it's yeah, kind of the middle of the road. I'd say on that. Well, take, take a look at say six months ago when, you know, Bray Wyatt comes back and there's the Wyatt Six and his Uncle Howdy Bo Dallas and stuff. And that's pretty much been disappeared. You know, is there an Uncle Howdy? Is, is, is it Bo Dallas? Is there going to do anything with them? So there's all these guys that they were supposed to reintroduce and nothing's happened there. Braun Strowman's come back and I guess is, is, is him and Ricochet part of that tag team because they have been using them. But other than that, does Ricochet and Braun Strowman? And, and that's what happens when you have so many people on a roster that on these big shows it becomes more noticeable that you don't have anything for them. Nobody expected Madcap Moss or Corbin or, or the lower-end guys to be in there. But there's so many guys, and now, you know, Dominic and Ray. Okay, well, Dominic and Ray and Finn, and Finn Balor and, and Edge and Rhea Ripley. So I guess... Damian Priest doesn't have anything to do. Uh, you know, AJ Styles, I assume, is he's still injured. Randy Orton's still injured. But look at all these guys. You know, take a look at the people that aren't in WrestleMania this year, and you basically have a Hall of Fame cast of characters yeah. that aren't even going to be on there. But then we're putting together matches that people are like, oh, who cares about that one? Who cares about that one? So it's like... Well, Brock Lesnar and almost. Okay, he's the big seven-foot giant that isn't very good. But he's getting a spot on WrestleMania while the hottest storyline is the bloodline and the guy who's come along and really inserted himself as the force of the bloodline, Solo Sokoa, there's not even a discussion of him having a match. So it's just kind of crazy because you see how great the bloodline storyline is. And then all of a sudden, you see so much going on WrestleMania over the last couple of months that it seems like they have no idea what they're doing. Like, nobody even knows if Bray Wyatt's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Well, if that happens, who's Bobby Lashley wrestling? You're going to tell me you're leaving that guy off too now? Because now there's more issues, and there's probably more to the story on the Bray Wyatt thing, but, you know... Nothing's been leaked. We haven't heard anything. Oh, there's issues. Oh, there's creative. Well, why would there be creative issues? He's scheduled to wrestle Bobby Lashley. That should be where creative is going. So that kind of seemed weird to me that they were claiming there was a creative issue going on between Bray Wyatt because he already had his storyline feud set up for WrestleMania. All they have to do is was keep it going. But that hocus-pocus, it's starting to wear off, and, and people seem to be turning on Bray Wyatt. And now nobody seems to care about who the other people are supposedly in it. Yeah, and, you know, that whole situation with Bray Wyatt, in case you didn't hear, apparently Bray's got some sort of physical issue. There was a rumor that there were creative issues, and Bray 
missed the show at Madison Square Garden a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, a lot of controversy surrounding Bray Wyatt. But we don't know if he's going to be able to go with Bobby Lashley. But you know, one on the other side of it, you know, one thing that I think is a possibility with some of these guys getting left off is, as, you know, as bad as it is that maybe they're not having a match at WrestleMania, that they may have plans for them afterward, and you don't want to mess that up by just throwing them out there in a match at WrestleMania that you don't have planned either. You know, there may be plans for Cross, there may be plans for Solo, uh, and putting them out there just to have a match may not be fitting into what they're trying to do. So, you know, there's there's always long-term ramifications when you're when they're booking. So, and it's kind of hard to say, but yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting to see where this is going to finally end up when the card is settled. Uh, I would imagine by next week, I would hope. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm just curious if some of these issues are because of the fact that Vince is around again. You know, you you hear multiple stories like did Triple H get, you know, everything that he wanted and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, Vince is around and now things have kind of changed. And you wonder because it sure seems like the guys that Triple H brought back in seem to be floundering. You know, no offense, but, you know, nobody cares about Hit Row. And Shane Strickland was the guy who led it, but they had no time on the main roster and they brought him up to the main roster as if people were going to care, and, and they really didn't. And they kind of threw Cross in, and he was going to feud with, with Drew and Roman Reigns, and they had no matches. Bray Wyatt, physical issue. From what? Wrestling one time in six months? Yeah, that is very you know, It's like they've signed these guys. Cross, you see him on SmackDown, and he's cutting a promo, and you don't see him for three weeks, and then he's got a random match, and then you don't see him for three weeks. And as I stated months ago, you can't bring in 20 guys and not get rid of anybody because you have to make room. And and it just seems like everybody's getting little, you know, little tastes, little tastes. We talked about that with AEW, about there's so many guys. And I think that same situation's affected WWE that, you know, instead of building something for a few months... You know, you, you get one shot, and if it doesn't seem to click that well on SmackDown, then you might not be on for another five weeks. So it becomes even more pressure-filled now that Vince is back, and you know you got fired because Vince didn't want you, and now Vince is hovering around gorilla position. Yeah, it, and there, there is no doubt that Vince McMahon's presence has certainly making some changes to what's happening in WWE at this point. And, of course, right at the worst time. So, well, Joe, let's take another break here. And when we come back, are the titles going to be split? Are we going to have two champions again in WWE? That's the rumor coming up. And, of course, uh, we'll talk a little bit of AEW before we get to our special guest in our second hour. Bobby Fulton of the Fantastics is going to be joining us. So stick around, everybody. We've got a ton more to do here on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. 
Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back on The Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling radio show on the planet here on KDON 101.5 FM with uh, Joe DeFalco of Future Stars of Wrestling. You can check out what they've got going on at FSWVegas.com. Big card coming up with Mech 9 at the Silver Nugget. Joe, this is going to be a great card. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, definitely stacked from, you know, top to bottom. We got a uh, triple threat match. Uh, Hammerstone, Kenny King, and Sam Adonis. Sam... Uh, having huge success in uh, AAA, uh, Kenny back in Impact and, and Hammerstone. I didn't see what it was, but uh, I think he was in Mexico and he won another title yesterday. So we're looking forward to that. We got a monster four-way tag uh, that features two-thirds of the Ring of Honor six-man tags, the Gates of Agony, uh, our guy Toa Leona and uh, Khan. They're taking on New Japan's... Che Cabrera and Tito Escondido, as well as our former tag champs, TBD, and the reu- uh, the reuniting once again of the unguided Matt Vandegrift and uh, Damian Drake. So that's oh, they can't stay away from each other. I'll tell you what, you know, you got three monster tag teams, and then you got the the high flying prowess of the unguided. So that's going to be. Uh, extremely exciting. Of course, we're going to kick things off with the with a, a Sin City scramble. Uh, right now, we have Jacob Boston Young, Remy Marcel, Big Juicy, uh, and the 15-year-old Bodie Young prodigy. So we're trying to fill that final spot. We got three championship matches. TJP back from Japan against Gregory Sharp. Uh, the Mecca Grand Championship as Johnny Mecca looks to regain what he never lost against Chris Bay. And uh, Viva Van, who is really making waves. And, you know, I think uh, before the end of the year, she's going to be signed by a major company, and she's taking on Johnny Robbie. So yeah. uh, we got eight matches, and it's 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 loaded with, with superstars all over the place. You know, the one thing about the Mecca, you know, you were talking earlier with the WWE stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, the Mecca pisses off a lot of FSW people. Because a lot of the regulars who know if there's a big show, they're usually going to be on it. But because we bring in so much outside talent, 
there's a lot of disgruntled employees, or sorry, disgruntled independent contractors who like, oh, you know, you got anything for me at the Mecca? And, you know, there's that disappointment because it's such a big show and you can't, you can't bring in 12 guys and still give those other 12 guys an opportunity. So, you know, guys who would normally be very unhappy about being in the pre-show are now excited to be in the pre-show if it means they're left off the card. So right. it's usually, you know, I get so many of the, the wrestlers and sometimes they're, they're guys that, you know, they get to be on the shows and they're not at the top of the heap. They're not champions. And they still believe that they're good enough to be on that show. And it's like, unfortunately, that's not, not the case. And sometimes you have to uh, hurt some feelings. Yeah, and there's probably going to be some hurt feelings after WrestleMania, too. So we'll see what happens there. I, well, we just got a report, Joe, that they're going to be splitting up the, the world championships in WWE. Uh, right now, a report, uh, let's see, from Wrestle Votes via Give Me Sport. Uh, apparently, they plan to be cleaning up the world title scene by SummerSlam. Here was the quote. This is the final mess, and you can really call it a mess. Uh, this is the final obstacle, and the team is working to overcome that. There was never a plan when Roman Reigns won the titles a year ago. No shock there. Uh, Triple H was handed this mess by SummerSlam. There's going to be two titles. So apparently, Joe, somehow, some way, these championships between the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal title are going to be split between WrestleMania and SummerSlam coming up in a few months. Good move, bad move. Well, we've heard that move for over a year. So until it actually happens, then I'm not going to buy it because I, it didn't come from WWE.com. It came from who? Uh, give me sport via uh, wrestle votes via give me sport. Again, uh, so all the main people, the Sean Ross and... Meltzer and all those guys aren't reporting it. They are. So it's like, again, we've heard it a million times. We've talked about it on the, on the, on the show a million times. And, yeah, it seems like that's where they want to go. But, you know, I like the idea what they did with the Usos where, hey, if they defend the belt on Raw, it's only for the Raw title. If they defend it on SmackDown. And that was the way they could split things up. But... The, the the world heavyweight championship is is a different a different egg because Roman Reigns really isn't defending titles on Raw and SmackDown so it's usually on a pay per view so you know what's Cody Rhodes gonna do win the title and say hey you know what I want to give up one of my titles and yeah. it's like I, I get it I I don't like the move I I always I think there should be one heavyweight champion I remember in boxing when it was like Oh, it's the WBA and the WBC and now the IBF. And it's like everything was based around trying to unify the titles. Well, now you have a unified title. Cody Rose ain't going anywhere. You know, having 30 champions is just overkill to me. So I love the idea of, you know, Roman Reigns holding on to the title. That's the champion. Oh, no, he's not the champion. The other guy's the champion, too. And then everybody becomes, well, they should wrestle each other to see who the real champion is. We've already done that. Now we have to, like, go back in time. Yeah. One champion. 
Yeah, and it's and it's a really political situation between the TV networks too, because apparently USA and Fox want to have their own champion. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, kind of yeah. a it's kind of a mess, and you know we'll see how they find their way out of it. Um, as, back in the you know, I'm sorry, back in the day, back in the day, it was Ric Flair's the NWA heavyweight champion, not Ric Flair's the NWA heavyweight champion, and. Uh, Ronnie Garvin is the uh, TBS world champion. It's the NWA. It's the WWE. It was Hulk Hogan. It was Bruno San Martino. That wasn't like there was. You wanted another champion. You were the Intercontinental champion. You were the United States champion. You know, again, being old school like I am, it's you know one champion. Yeah. The best is the champ. The Intercontinental champ is the number two guy. And that's how it always was. Yeah. So, well, we'll see what they do with this, but and we'll um, keep our, our eyes peeled after this whole thing with WrestleMania gets settled and where they go from there. So, um, hey, uh, Joe, I do want to take a minute to mention that uh, we had a, a very little special get together with our friends at the Cauliflower Alley Club, and we are now going to be doing some work with them. Uh, we will be doing a uh, monthly guess at least a monthly guest segment with the CAC and of course you don't know what the cauliflower alley alley club is they are wrestling's well premier charity to help out wrestlers who have fallen on hard financial times people from the industry and so on it's been around for 57 years and of course they've got their big event coming up here with the 57th annual cauliflower alley club reunion August 28th through the 30th at the plaza which is going to be an awesome time. You've got a couple of banquets and some great meet and greets and all sorts of fun stuff happening with that. And we want to encourage you to get a membership to the CAC. It's only $25 and for the whole year and you get newsletters and all sorts of great stuff. Plus it'll, that'll at least get you into some of the events at the uh, CAC reunion. And if you want to get tickets for the whole thing, just go to caulifloweralleyclub.org and you can get on there be a, become a member make donations and we also are starting our patron program for the show so if you want to support the show uh just go on our website and click on where it says join our patron program and one dollar out of every donation that you make to the show goes to the cac so it's pretty cool and we're looking forward to working with brian blair and everybody at the cauliflower alley club to help support the people that have given us so much entertainment and excitement over the years. So pretty cool stuff there, Joe's. We're going to be doing some stuff with the CAC. Well, there you go. All right. So, hey, we're going to head into hour number two. As we get ready in their second hour, it's going to be fantastic. Literally, as we are joined by Bobby Fulton from the Fantastics, as we talk about his legendary career and that amazing tag team from the 1980s and 90s. So stick around, everybody, for hour number two on The Mark Hoke Show. We will be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. 
Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.